You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAnAwakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotel family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day and a great weekend. Hoping you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it is not and it has to get done, it must be done, you will get it done. Ashe. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern 
10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that. And then there will be programs that are dated and titled. You can also use uh, babaoshi.net, whatever search engine you have. You know, babaoshi.net, Firefox, Google, you know, um, whatever. <laughs> babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And once again, programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Of course, this program. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all times, I'm going to give our Eastern Times Black Reality Think Tank with your host, Brother Alfonso Watkins, honoring Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays, from 7, oh, Black Reality Think Tank is from 8 to 10, 8 to 10. On Thursdays, uh, from 7 to 8, Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement. And then Fridays from 8, 8 p.m. <clears throat> excuse me, 8 p.m. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., that's right, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturdays from 7 to 9, Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday, once again at 7 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215 490 9832-215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Brothers and sisters, if we don't support webuyblack.com, if we don't support those entities that are trying to uh, garner the support of us or support of us by them for us it's not going to happen whether it's New Black Wall Street or whatever it is a supermarket I mean I say this all the time it's ludicrous that we don't have a supermarket in the Atlanta area in the Atlanta metropolitan area not just even in the city the city would be great if there was a, a Convenience stores in the city, service stations in the city, cleaners in the city. The city has about, oh, I'd say, it's 45, 50%. We are 50% of the city of 600,000. In the metropolitan area of 6 million people, we're 35%. To over 2 million people. Let me let me let me let me go on, man. Jesus, this is ridiculous, family, and you know it. <laughs> All right, Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tayemba is in uh, Senegal and Gambia. He'll be back on the ninth, which is a couple of days from now. And uh, I know they're having a great time. They're probably already in, got to be in Gambia by now for sure. And uh, that trip was March 30th to the ninth, and then he's going to be going to Ghana. May 24th to June 5th. Then he's going to be going to Rwanda, July 20th to July 30th. Then he's going to go to Tanzania, November 16th through the 27th. And then he's going to go from December 24th to January 4th, 2024. Azinia. Then, 
March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. July 11th through the 23rd, Ghana. December, November 21st. I'm not going to keep doing that because my eyes. <laughs> November 21st is December 2nd, 2024, Kemet. And of course, on the website, AfricaForTheAfricans.org, everything you need, all the documentation that you're going to need, information as it pertains to visas, shots, and so forth are right there. So you don't have to go to the trips that he has posted, but believe me, there's opportunity to purchase land in Ghana or any in Africa, uh, investment opportunities, and of course, repatriation information. All of that there on Africa for the Africans. If you want to see pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated. Habasha stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Habasha. They have the Kashi Project that was launched back in October in Ghana. Beautiful buildings and chalets and information to develop a sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship, and so forth. Education in Ghana. But of course, there's work here. Habasha Works, Black Tar Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs are happening right here. In the States. That's what Habashaw does. Habashawincorporated.org. The Ledge. Ledge. Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Ledge deals in the four areas that are vital to human existence, which is food, water, clothing, shelter. They have 12 projects in six countries with over 170 employed, with over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. Ledge. Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy, brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 770-765-7751. 770-765-7751. And um, he can put a program together for you based upon the information you provide. And uh, you're on your way to optimum health. Smy Pharmacy, S-M-A-I, S-M-A-I, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, Smy Pharmacy. The <clears throat> MosesWestFoundation.org. MosesWestFoundation.org, and I emphasize the Jackson Water Rescue because that's constantly in the news. And what the uh, government of Jackson, what the government of Mississippi is trying to do is take that over. So we got to help our dear brother, uh, Chakwe Lumumba. Chakwe Lumumba Jr., if you want to use that. But yeah, it's deep. But um, Brother Moses West has, has developed the atmospheric water generation system the atmospheric water generation system brothers and sisters go to the website moseswestfoundation.org make a donation that's right donate all donations are appreciated to support the ability to get water where water is needed brothers and sisters there's no shortage of water yes I know climate change yes I know there's some areas of the, of the world that are just you know, but water's in the air. Water is in the air. You bring that machine there, it sucks the moisture out of that air. It filters it. It takes the good H2O molecules, gets rid of all the other stuff, and bang, you turn the the, the, the socket on, or spigot on, or you turn it on, water comes out. Clean, drinkable, usable water. Yeah. Wadadas. Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in West End here in Atlanta. Tomorrow and Sunday, they have vegan dishes for sale. 
but delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and sandwiches, all kind of. Also, too, they have a market there where all kind of dry goods you can, you can buy that are organic. It's Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. I saw my sister Mama Nia yesterday stop by the Greenbrier Mall, and she's doing well. She's doing very well. Yeah. Give her a call if there's a book or something that you need at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, and much, much more at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we promote as well is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located east of here in Lithonia. Go east on I-20, exit 74, make a left, and then about a mile and a half less is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore on the left and Coffee Bar. Give my good brother Gazimdi Ajamu a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There was light in the Black Dot. Jump back on the street there, Main Street, and head south. Make a left right again. Right again. Make a left onto I-20 going east. And the next exit, exit 75, is Turner Hill Road. Make a right. Three lights. Make a right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. You know, I'm trying to continue to promote that to make it make it successful for our people. Us Lifting Us last night, their Thursday night broadcast went off very well. Uh, every Thursday night, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU, Us Lifting Us, their Thursday night broadcast from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to call just to listen, you can do so. But if you want to you, but if you want questions, comments or concerns, just dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us Lifting Us to Economic Development Cooperative for our people. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Brother Abija, give him a call. That's right, at 478-256-1166, 478-256-1166, cause he has whatever that you may need. He's got clothing, he's got furniture, he's got, <laughs> man, so much stuff in there, I tell you. He even has a vegan restaurant on the premise. So that's Homeland. Sangat Essential, one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. For, for, for more information, contact Sister Shelly Amonset at 404-434-7963. Sun Sangat Essential, one-stop natural shop. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash I-E-T-A. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash I-E-T-A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Brothers and sisters, go to the website and see for yourself the great work that Sister Gabrielle Aurelia is doing with those brothers and sisters in Haiti. It's vitally important. The work that she does, it really is, and you know it. She deserves to be supported. They have education, they have the only uniforms on, they have health care, you know, they have sustainable agriculture. And, of course, they use a lot of that for entrepreneurship. Okay? Sanjay, dash Haiti. Occupant Institute. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, Occupant Institute. Um, first things first, next week, Saturday, Sunday, next week, Sunday, Sunday, 
April 16th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Marimba speaks beyond damage control toward a world African offensive. Ma'afa in the context of Ma'at, Sankofa, and African sovereignty. And she'll follow that conversation up with a conversation with her granddaughter, Kihinde, and that is talking about connecting generations, Ashe. And all proceeds go to the Akaban Institute for the Abakas and Sumsum, which is going to be in May. And I'm going to miss it because I'll be gone. But May 13th and 14th, two days on the land that is up there. They used to have it in uh, Sweetwater, but it's not going to be there. And I'll get that information for you. So Mama Marimba, Mama Marimba speaks. A quotation for reparations, and that's going to be Saturday, May 6th. Saturday, May 6th. And um, that's going to be um, online. Baba Baruti, that's at from 12 noon to 2 p.m. From 12 noon to 2 p.m. Sovereignty and Remembrance, a quotation for reparations. And then from uh, 4 to 6 p.m. on May 6th, Mama Inia, she has her topic, Forgive, Release, and Live for the Sisters. So for the brothers, quotation for reparations, and for the sisters, forgive, release, and live. Okay? And on May 6th, Saturday evening from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., uh, the great power of the African mind. The great power of the African mind. Yeah. That's going to be over at the museum, the Griot Museum, Saturday the 6th from 6 to 9 p.m. Yeah. So, those two events, unfortunately, I will be out of town. I'll be in Milwaukee for the Black Firefighters Conference. And, well, hate to, but they know I'm always there because I love what they do. And then Occupant Institute's ninth annual complimentary conference, complimentarity conference, excuse me. African love is beautiful, Ashe. African love is beautiful. Saturday, June 3rd. It's going to be online. Baruti, Saturday, June 3rd. Yeah, I've missed that too because I've been all like, man, oh man, oh man, I miss all this great stuff. But of course, I'll be continu- continuing to announce it, and um, and hopefully that you'll be able to participate in that. All right, the Barudis and all the great work that they do, man. Glad I'm here. I really do. I mean that. Okay. What are we going to do now? Okay. Got a lot of good stuff for you. Let me let me jump on this right quick. The Inye Sesim of Daily Lever Revolutionary Thought. You know I love the Inye Sesim. And yesterday, April 6th, the genius of Europeans is that they have talent for draining diseases. They have always drained their political sores on the lands of other people. They have talent for recovering their their internal losses by external extraction from people who had nothing to do with the crimes committed against them. The Honorable Nana, Dr. John Henry Clark. Credit must be given where credit is due. There is no one better at needlessly bringing chaos where there is peace and projecting their ills on others than Europeans. It is their way. They have been at war with each other since day one. 
they practice their aggressions within. So as they move outward into humanity to steal in human status, they had to dress up their barbarities in the resources, ways, and intelligence of others who had been naturally blessed with life-giving, creative genius. The people who they savagely overran are innocents, destroyed by the childish adversary of a people without conscience. They rose as we fell, and they rose because we fell. We can never forget that their assault was unprovoked. Never has an African people attacked a European people outside of the need to return order to their lives. That has been the case since we began and remains the case today. Affirm, I will never forget what has been done and is being done to African people. Marche. Affirm, I will never forget what has been done and what is being done to African people. April 7th. An educator is a learning, growing person who has responsibility to continue his or her growth. Those she or he is entrusted to teach and the development of his or her society. Depending on the setting, there are three basic types of individuals who formally instruct our children. The least of these are programmers. They do not understand the vocation of teaching at all. They are merely non-thinking individuals who receive income in exchange for spoon-feeding our children what they have memorized or reviewed overnight without analysis or consideration, or in most cases not even knowing of the needs of our students and our nation. Next are teachers. Teachers give Eurocentric information also, yet much more so than programmers. They are consciously intent in their efforts to assimilate and sub-integrate African children into European culture and society. And then there are educators. These are those individuals who give knowledge and wisdom knowingly and within the African-centered heart and context. Educators are fully politicized nation builders, giving our children everything they might need to rebuild the African nation. In short, as Lerone Bennett Jr. once wrote that an educator in a state of oppression is neither a revolutionary or himself an oppressor. He is either revolutionary or himself an oppressor. Ashe. Affirm, I am an educator. Ashe. I am an educator, brothers and sisters. That's what we are. That's what this program is about. That's what it's about. And of course, April 8th, we do always do three readings of the on Friday and this is August, August. <laughs> this is April 8th the study of history is the best medicine for a sick mind Baba Larry Obadelli Williams good ancestors I, when I first moved here and had a chance to meet him and talk with him in fact I have his African <laughs> I have his jacket <laughs> yeah I have his jacket yeah, Africa, to be African, to be African. Unlike some psychological disorders, menticide is re- reversible. Unlike some psychological disorders, menticide is reversible. Our historical and historical ignorance and the insanity of brains can be cured. However, there is only one cure, study. Of all our studies, our history, 
our history, brother, lies all our research. Nothing else can bring us health. And although the knowing words of our uncompromised word scholars can help start the healing process, it is only through our concerted effort to know, speak, and be African that the truth of those words will heal. For, as the ancestors told us, once positively activated, there is no stronger medicine than the mind. For those of us who want to cure our minds, I would suggest starting with large, intense doses of the destruction of black civilization, Dr. Chancellor Williams. Classical Africa, Dr. Maleficati Asante. Now Valley Contributions to Civilization by Anthony Broder. The Husea, edited by Milana Karinga. From the Heart by Lee Miller. Ma'afa and Beyond by Ariel Robertson. Robertson, excuse me, by Ariel Robinson. Africa, Mother of Western Civilization by Dr. Joseph Ben Jokanan. Notes toward African World Revolution by Dr. Nana John Henry Clark. The Cultural Unity of Black Africa by Dr. Sheikh Unter Dijop. There is a River by Vincent Harding. Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire, Drazilla Dungey Houston. Introduction to African Civilization by John G. Jackson. Stolen Legacy by George G.M. James. African Origin of Biological Psychiatry by Richard King. Black Women in Antiquity, edited by Dr. Ivan von Cernema. And of course, my book, Baba Baruti's book, Kibuka, just to name a few. Affirm, I study our story daily. Affirm, I study our story daily. The best quote, Trusilla Dungey Houston. She says, I have dug up an irrefutable arsenal of facts on history that that even cowardly that that no she says I have double a irrefutable fact that Harvard or Yale or even cowardly scholarship in our cowardly scholarship in our people they cannot refute the best part of the quote is how can the leadership point the way forward that is utterly ignorant of the past? Man. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. Today, of course, is the first Friday, and the first Friday of the month we have um, the Pan-African Federalist Movement, and Mama Nabantu will be our guest at the top of the hour, but since it is a good Friday, we're going to talk about that, give some leader to that. Also, too, uh, today is Billie Holiday's birthday. Let me just go into Billie Holiday's birthday uh, because, you know, uh, she was born on this day in 1915, and, of course, she died. Um, she died, uh, what is that, 1959. Yeah, yeah, Billie Holiday. Yeah, 1959, 44 years old in New York. She's born in Philadelphia, and she died in New York. And uh, she died of sclerosis of the liver and heart disease. She was a chronic smoker and drinker. It's kind of hard, and many of her friends told her about 
you know, the drinking and so forth. And, but sometimes smoking and these habits, it becomes something that's hard to break. She did break it for a minute, but once again, they're, they're very hard to break. And uh, so, to me, one of her deepest songs is Strange Fruit. And, and because of the backlash that she got from this government, they, once again, once again, family, they don't mind doing to us what they do to us because to them, they, it's mind over matter. They don't mind doing to us what they have done to us because to them, they, we don't matter. We don't matter. That's why it's Black Lives Matter. No, we don't. But also, too, they don't want to hear it from us. We're just supposed to take this and just shut the hell up. They dogged her out because she wrote Strange Fruit because of what she's seen in her travels in the South. No, no family. They can't handle the truth then and they still, showing hell, can't handle the truth now. That's why all these challenges for, for education and, and, and African studies and, quote, uh, critical race theory. <sighs> Strange Fruit. And now a little tune written especially for me, Strange Fruit. Southern trees bear strange fruit blood on the leaves and blood at the root black bodies swinging in the southern breeze strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees pastoral scene of the gallant south the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth scent of magnolia sweet and fresh then the sudden smell of burning flesh here is a fruit for the crows to pluck for the rain together for the wind to suck for the sun to rot for the tree to drop here 
her birthday, born in Philadelphia, and she died in New York, 47, she was 44 years old, strange fruit. Of course, uh, the sister did an excellent job on the um, Netflix autobiography, excellent job. This is part of it I didn't like, but of course, you know, it's, it's what they do, because I'm quite sure it wasn't us who produced it, so... Billy Holiday. It's Good Friday. And what does that mean? It means that uh, this is the day that um, Jesus the Christ was crucified in Calvary. Crucified in Calvary. And he was taken from the cross. He was nailed to a cross and, and died. And, and then they wrapped him in linen and Frankincense and all kinds of stuff like that. Put him in this in a cave. Rolled a stone over the opening of the cave. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning at sunrise, the stone was rolled away, and the body of Jesus the Christ was not there. And of course, to many people, he has risen. At that point, he has risen. And um, that Sunday became Easter. Now, of course, Easter in itself and the word star is from the pagan holiday. Easter eggs, Easter bunny, fertility, and so forth. For spring, the fertility in the spring. One of the things that you, you must understand and learn, and, and our good brother, you need to read him, and that is Dr. Akshin Musa Bereshango, Ishaka Musa, Ishaka Musa Bereshango, who we celebrate a birthday together, and our birthday is coming up on the 27th of this month, Ishaka Musa Bereshango. And African people and European holidays, you need to get that. These European holidays, you know, this whole thing. Uh, and when we look at our history, and how it has been stolen many times. Faces, I know when the Europeans, the, the Greeks, took Kemet and they began to put their face on Kemet. I know that the saying, the cliche saying that to the victor goes the spoils, you know, but them putting their face on, on and not giving credit where credit is due, you shouldn't expect that. You shouldn't expect that. Not these people. Mm-mm. Not Europeans. They can undermine and supplant. <laughs> They'll do it. And then the question is, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever asked this question. Why is the death of a man who is supposed to be historical? Because that's the main thing. See, the main thing of Christianity is Sunday. That is the bottom line to Christianity is the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Because without the resurrection, there everything else is moot. 
That is the bottom line. And so then why does, you know, there are dates that are chronicled in history of historical figures long before the crucifixion or the birth of Christ. That's just like you say, well, the brothers and sisters of Kemet, they're noted. We have markers. We have dates of their body. We have their bodies that have been cremated. But we don't have none of the so-called 12 disciples of Jesus. There are no markers. Don't say that he, John, and so forth, and, you know, Benjamin, they were here. No, you don't have none of that. But even deeper, you don't have the exact date of this man's death. The exact date. It changes based upon either uh, Western society, which uses the um, Gregorian calendar, or then it's the Eastern society, the date, which uses the Julian calendar. And of course, we use the Gregorian calendar. And so the uh, Passover and uh, all of that happens and Easter happens and Good Friday happens on those days, you know, all of that. And of course, the Passover and, 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 and Ramadan, all of those are tied with the three main religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and they fall in that order. There's Judaism, of course. Um, the Passover is, of course, the date that... Uh, in the Ten Commandments movie, which will be on tomorrow night. Ten Commandments movie will be on tomorrow night, I believe, on ABC. You know, a Cecil B. DeMille. You know, when in fact, I was telling my grandson it was the first intermission, uh, you know, of a movie. When I went to the movie theater to check out, uh, I went with my uncle. And um, he, he came from California, from L.A., and was staying some time in Milwaukee. And... Uh, wanted to go see it. He found out it was at this theater and we went to see it and of course they had a mental mission and all that kind of stuff on the cinema. Yeah. Ten Commandments. I still watch it. I probably watch some of it. You know the story. But nothing, I mean, you know, when they have, when they present the story like that, you know, and the only thing of Africa that you see in the movie is the beginning. When uh, when Charlton Heston has Moses who uh, persuades Nubia to give honor to Seti to the, to the comedic king or the comedic pharaoh and bring him treasures of Nubia. Best part of the movie. Of course, uh, Woody Strode is in it. Love Woody Strode. You know, so that's the end. But that's it. After that, you know, you know, because everybody else is, looks Caucasian or light skinned. And of course, we all know now that that could not have happened. They could not have built monuments. They could not have built um, memorials. They could not have built the pyramids being that color in that atmosphere. Couldn't, couldn't happen, you know. But the bottom line is, to me, is the fact that there are no dates. There are no dates. And of course, many uh, uh, of the believers can rationalize those things out, you know, because once again, the most important day for Christianity, more than any day, not Christmas, not his birth, 
because that's dubious. That's not December 25th. It is not, and they know it. So that's, you know, but Easter or the resurrection, many put it exactly because Easter is paid. So the resurrection, that's the most important day. And that and for you to be a good Christian, you must believe that Jesus died on a cross and rose in three days for your salvation. And by you believing that, you will be saved. And no matter what you do, even learning that you will be saved, the fact of the matter is your sins have been forgiven. So you can sin right now, tomorrow. Your ass can sin on Sunday, the day he rose, and many days after that. But you confess that you are a sinner. But that you believe that Jesus is God and you believe that Jesus rose in repentance of your sins. Yeah, but those questions, of course, they, the questions remain and the questions become, don't ask questions. <laughs> don't ask no damn questions. Just take it for what we say it is, okay? That's the bottom line. You don't even have no damn questions. We say it's this. That's one thing I always said about that, you know, it's just, just like the European Jews, because we said so. It's just like the Caucasians, because we said so. I don't give a damn what uh, other information that is out there. We say so. And we will not accept, because what, what is it called, family? Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. They believe what they have purported to the world and imposed on the world. They believe that it is historical. They believe that it is factual, even though there's a proliferate of, 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 of knowledge and information to prove otherwise. They ignore it, they dismiss it, and they continue on with what they are imposing on the world. Cognitive dissonance. They don't give a damn if you got the truth. It's just like, just like I'm saying all the time, and a few good men. Colonel Nathan Jessup, played by Jack Nicholson, to Sergeant Kathy or Lieutenant Kathy, played by Tom Cruise, the attorney, when he has Nathan Jessup on the stand. And he boldly says, I want the truth. And of course, the brother who's the um, who's the judge, you know, which he says, I know I've earned it. <laughs> yeah, because he sure has. Got to go through all that bull. And he says to him, you don't have to answer. He said, I'll answer. You can't handle the truth. And the fact and the reality is, no family, they can't handle the truth. That's the reality. They cannot handle the truth. They are shaping truth in their image and in their interests. And they will continue to do so regardless of what truth comes to bear. They're not going to change it. They'll dismiss it. They're not going to change it. Let me get a question in. If you got any questions uh, before I take a break, uh, then we'll come back with uh, Mama Nabantu and the Pan-African Federalist Movement 646. If you got a question, family, hit 
star twice. Hit star twice. 646, good morning. Yeah, what's happening, Oxy? I, I just tuned in, man, to see, to see what you was talking about. I, uh, okay. You know, I, well, it's Good Friday, you know. Yeah, well, you know, it's Good Friday, so I always, uh, uh, on Good Friday, you know, make mention of the deceit that is Good Friday, you know. Oh, are you a Catholic? Am I a Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I think you would, I, I, I mean, I would mention Good Friday if I was a Catholic. Other than that, I wouldn't give a damn, I wouldn't give a damn about it. I'm not into the damn uh, bunny, bunny rabbit. You know, ain't this the bunny rabbit holiday? Yes, it is, man. Yeah, yes, it man. Is. I, I, I mean, I had, I saw something yesterday that had me cracking, had me cracking up on just how dumb the white man is, man. I was, I was turning the, I was turning the channel, and um, they had this, dad, of family feud on, and what had happened was. The woman had got like a hundred seventy some points, mm-hmm. and the uh, man only had to get like thirty points. Do you know the cloud had five questions, and the cloud could not, could not. When I tell you, could not get thirty points or five questions, it was it was unbelievable, man. Oh, wow. It was unbelievable. Just to show you how dumb how dumb the white man is, boy. Yeah. It was well, unreal. Well, but no, right right quick, Oshi. Let me ask you this right quick. Sure. What do you think of what went down um in in um in Tennessee? What you what you think of that? Well, I mean, the bottom line, they have the right to protest, but of course, once again, Caucasians, they don't want to hear. They're adamant about, you know. Uh, in fact, there was a question on this poll. And this poll is a, a Donald Trump or a Republican right-wing poll that I, I get all the time. And the question was, do you think that with this gun violence that there will be a change? And, of course, I answered, no, it will not be a change. You know, things will go on as usual because – these Caucasians, they don't want to deal with the fact. They don't care how many kids have died. They don't care how many people have died. Okay? They want the right to have as much armament as they want as possible. And any individual can buy it if they can afford to get the armament or steal it. It's possible. So the bottom line, them you know, trying to demonstrate and yell and scream and protest for serious, honest, true Gun legislation is not happening, and 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 considering that they felt that the, those, those Republicans in the uh, state of Tennessee's legislature felt they went over the top, they voted them out. They said you're out of the legislature. Usually they suspend you or they uh, censor you or whatever. No, your ass is out. They took the the most extreme um, uh, uh, way. To do it, they said your ass is out. So, not surprising to me. You know, I feel bad. I know there's many people across this country, uh, many state legislatures, 
uh, particularly because most of the legislatures across this across this country are, are are Republican. They're Republican, you know, but those who are Democratic or who are in uh, state government, city government, whatever, they support them. Particularly those of a republic, you know, who are Democratic, they support those those three. Well, of course, the two brothers got ex- got expelled, but the Caucasian woman but, did. That, that's the that's she the did. total. The total hypocrisy of it all, right there, yeah. that the Yoruba yeah. was able to retain her, her seat. spot, right? But that you know the the, the others was not able right. to retain their spot, and that's what will cause the problem with the uh with the legislation. Well, and it gets turned over just like it happened with um. With, with what you call it? With, well, um, well, the thing is this, Jay. Jay with, the, with the thing is this. The thing is this is that even there's some Caucasians, Republicans, who could not expel her, even though she's supporting uh, those other two Democrats and the position of gun legislation for gun control. They couldn't do it. They didn't want to do it, so they didn't. She, she, she just made it. She just made it, but resounding. They lost. Those two brothers lost their seats. They're out. They can they can get reelected. I believe there's a if there's a special uh, election for their position, they can run again, or whatever. I don't know. But the bottom line is, you know, no. Mm-mm. Well, listen, I'm, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a break, Jake. I, I got to bring on okay. the Pan African Federalist Movement to talk about a number of things. So, okay, come on, come come back with us after the break, Jay. Peace, my brother. All right. This is African Perspectives. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Bucking, stomping, buck dancing, yeah. The jazz crusaders. I got a Special call right here, I believe, at 443-443. Good afternoon. 443-443, good afternoon. Hey, man, how you doing, brother? Can you hear me? I can hear you very well. Can you hear me? I'm I'm well, man. Yeah, where, I hear you very well. Where, you, where, where are, you? Yeah, are you? I'm here right now. I'm in Gambia right now. Oh, right on. You're in, Gambia. in Gambia. How's it going? Oh, brother, we went. We were, we started off in Senegal, and now I'm in the Gambia, and man, it is amazing. It is it's truly. I went to some schools. I'm going to call when I get back next week and give you an extensive uh, overview of what I saw. Uh, this is um, so you know some people go on, go away and bring back souvenirs. Uh, I, I went on an exploration, and uh, I'm I'm going to bring back some stories, brother. And I'm telling you, we have seen some things that would just blow you out of the water. These are proud people, man. They, they 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 walk in dirt, but they hold their heads up high. They're colorful. I have photographs that'll blow you out the water. I know, I know you uh, do. They you're are a good very photographer. proud people, man. Beautiful. Uh, this is this is absolutely amazing, absolutely. And I went to the slave dungeons, and I felt I, I felt our ancestors uh, into my spirit, and and I I connected with them. Uh, it was very personal. Yeah. I went to the school and I saw the children how they're eager to learn, and they ha- they don't even have half the things that we have in the state. Right. So this is amazing, brother. I- I'm so glad that I came here. I- I- I'm sorry to interrupt the show. No, no, and- never, never inter- about, interruption, brother. You 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 become part of the show. <laughs> never interrupt, especially now that you're you're in, you're in the motherland. We you you know I'm quite sure. I know I'm interested in knowing, and I'm quite sure other listeners are as well. So, man, right on. Continue to have a blessed day and a blessed trip. I know you'll be back on the 9th. So uh, maybe Wednesday next week. Yes. Wednesday next week we'll go into depth about yes. what you've seen and what you've done. And uh, yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to it, brother. Continue sure. to enjoy we'll yourself. Sure. All right, my Thank brother. You, my peace. Brother. Peace. All right. Peace. That's, peace. That's, peace. That's, that's our good brother, Brother Irv Lewis, who is in Gambia. He started off in Senegal and quite sure he went to, you know, to the to the dungeons in, in Senegal and Gambia, you know, to witness that, to experience that, you know, Glory Island. Yeah. So um, looking for a call from Mama Nabantu for the Pan-African Federalist Movement. And uh, we're going to, if you... I know she said that she'd be a little late, but um, yeah, the Pan-African Federalist Movement every first Friday of the month. Uh, we talked Wednesday about, uh, yes, Mama Nabantu, good afternoon. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was on another phone. Um, That's okay, dear. Get- oh, That's sorry. okay. Okay, so there shouldn't be no echo at this point. Right, let's hope not. <laughs> but yeah, I want to talk about what, you know, we always have, want to give a good update 
uh, first of Friday of, of the month of what the, what's happening with the Pan-African Federalist Movement, what are some of the things that are in the, in the planning, in the planning and uh, conferences and so forth. Also, too, uh, as you remember, this past Wednesday, we talked about BRICS and, and yeah. what's, what, what kind of effect will BRICS have on the plan of the uh, Pan-African Federalist Movement moving forward in terms of uh, developing a one Africa, you know, with um, sovereignty and commitment to each other, each nation, you know. So those kinds of things we're going to talk about, Mama Nabantu. And so you can begin to, wherever you want to start, dear. Okay. Uh, well, thank you again for uh, having us uh, every first Friday of the month to discuss the Pan-African Fellows Movement, which um, started back in 2015. Um, here in North America, we're one of nine regions. Uh, we had a convention back in 2020 where we pretty much laid out what benefits uh, the Pan-African Fellows Movement would have for North America. And then shifting up to where we are today in terms of what's happening with the BRIC uh, company, I mean the BRIC countries, and the other countries that's fastly joining them with a whole total different economy, and how that's going to affect Africa is going to be um, probably very complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, from yeah. what I'm understanding, um, if they use the model that China is using. Uh, it could cause an uprising. Mm. Uh, I think in Nigeria they did something similar for a short period of time mm-hmm. where um, whatever, whenever all the currency turns into digital currency, uh, what happens is that um, the banking uh, industry can um, terminate or, well, you put so much money in there and they, your money can expire, not terminate. Your money can expire after a certain point if you don't spend it. Um, it's not like in the days where you could put money in a bank in a savings account. You know you got money in your right. savings account. Right. That's not. That's, that's going to change. Because what they're talking about doing now, even though you have savings in your account or in your checking account, if you don't spend it, it's going to expire, and they they're going to take your money. And, and if you go to, uh, you can Google this, you can go on YouTube. Um, it's more than one um, YouTube uh, video that's talking about this. Um, it's definitely going to be a shift. Well, uh, yeah, there's, it, a, there's a lot of information out there on BRICS. The uh, updates in terms of what's, BRICS, what's happening with BRICS right now and what's going to happen uh, going forward, particularly with some countries who are wanting to get into BRICS, um, Nigeria, you know, being one in other southeastern countries and uh, South American countries. So I mean, you know, probably more more so very soon, Caribbean countries will want to get into BRICS. Now, to me, the idea is that what is going to be or what backs up the BRICS currency. Yes, that, that's the other thing. Um, 
back uh, when Nixon was president, um, he took the uh, collateral of the precious metals that was supposed to be behind, or the gold that's supposed to be behind the dollar. Right. That was removed. Right. And so since that time, um, most of the countries around the globe have had to be dealing with uh, the dollar bill. Right. Particularly in uh, Saudi Arabia, where they use the petrol dollar. Mm-hmm. Well, Saudi Arabia, a few weeks ago, said we're not dealing with the United States. We're not dealing with the petrol uh, dollar anymore. And so um, there's been a dominant effect among other countries mm-hmm. around the world who have said that they're no longer going to deal with the dollar either. So the money or the uh, the the currency has to be backed by gold, silver, platinum, uh, mm-hmm. other precious metals uh, today, like it was before Nixon okay. made that. So, so and, then, so then the uh, BRICS countries and the ones that are uh, willing and wanting to join in with the BRICS countries, they realize that their currency will be backed up by some kind of. Uh, um, precious metals, particularly gold and silver, probably other resources will be backed up by that. Because the only thing that backs up the dollar is the United States word. You know, and and the United States have been printing money. That's why the debt, that's why they can be the the top debtor nation in the world. Because all they do is continue to print money. Print money. And what makes the, the, the money good is the United States word. And what makes the United States word good is the ability to kill your ass. That's the bottom <laughs> well, the line. No yeah. The <laughs> ability to kill your ass. And that's, that's the bullying effect of the United States and the threat. And that threat is legit. I love what you sent me uh, earlier today with the, uh, the, the, the many of the leaders who were killed by the United States and, and, and Europe. You know, some of the mm-hmm. many African leaders who Mm-hmm. who had a vision for Africa, who understood the importance of one Africa, Patrice Lumumba, exactly. Thomas Sankara, and so many others, and and, and, and uh, uh, leaders in the Caribbean who didn't go along with the United States. The bottom line, the United States makes its proposal to you, and it's not something to negotiate. No, it is you would either accept it or you die. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. And, and this is critical for the Pan-Confederate movement and the people involved in it, realizing this past history. So the, the focus now is on the bottom-up movement, that we're going to have to get our people on the bottom level to rise up and push those leaders aside to make this a reality. Yes. So a yes. certain sovereignty is given up. And a good example of that recently was... Um, not sure if you know about this past election with the Nigerian election for the president. No. Yeah, there was uh, a, a brother, his first name is Peter, I can't think of his last name at the moment, but um, he was very popular or is very popular in Nigeria and they had an election. He got 90% of the vote and the other person was an elder who they say they have two people have to lift him up because he's got health issues. Um, got 10% of the vote, but gave the presidency, I think his name was Penny Boo, they gave him the presidency, and they're supposed to be... They gave um, him, wait a minute, wait, wait, I'm, you kind of broke up on me, but 
then I heard you say they gave him the presidency who the, the person who was ill, who got 10 percent of the vote. They gave him the presidency. Yes. So it's been an uprising among the youth. Um, and there's been a suit by the one that got 90 percent where he's suing the governor. He's suing the campaign uh, organization, all of them. Um, so I'm not sure where it's going to be. The, there was supposed to be a special uh uh, what's it called when the president uh, has won? They have a special a um, special election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, but Mama Nabantu, that's just crazy. That's just on the face of it. On the face of it, has it shown to the world how ridiculous that is. Here, allegedly, a here here not allegedly here a vote was taken by the people of Nigeria. The people of Nigeria right. spoke loudly with mm-hmm. way over 80 percent, of course, to ninety percent. And yet, mm-hmm. and yet the, the, the Nigerian government rejected mm-hmm. that vote. Right. And, and, and is going to put a person in who is, who is ill, mm-hmm. who is physically ill, put that person. I think he's in his 80s. The, the young brother who's very popular, they say when he goes to speak, thousands and thousands of youth and people come to hear him speak. Um. And so I, I gotta I gotta other, do some research on this, Mama Nabantu, so I can talk intelligently yeah. on it. You know, I I can't you, really say you, anything that I might. don't know. But to me, this begs to be discussed. Because what you know, because one one of the things you know I always advocate is young people developing leadership, coming to the leadership. We cannot, you know, that's the thing about us. Some of us we want to hold on, you know, and continue to hold on and suppress young people. To me, my contention is we support them. We help motivate and guide them. All they are doing is is expanding upon what we laid. You know, you know, you want somebody to Kate to to uh, continue on with the program and bring it forth. You want that. You don't want the same old, same old. You know, that's and, right. And that's why I brought that up because with the Pan African Fellows Movement, you're going to have to have that kind of uh, young people, and as we know, seventy percent of the people on the continent are thirty-five yes. years and under. Right. You got these young people are riled up. They are protesting to you know daily, thousands. We talk about thousands and thousands of young people saying, "We're not going to take this. We're tired of this, and we're going to have to make a change." So this is what we need to see happen with the youth in all the regions and all the countries. That need to they should we want yes. them to give up at least seven percent of some United African states. And, and, That's and, the goal. And all of them exactly. Every country. Another thing, uh, I did see a piece about eliminating the borders. I'm definitely down yeah. with that. Getting rid of these borders yeah. that that were created during the Berlin Conference. And and hell, and I'm I'm down with some of the countries getting an African name like Cameroon. Cameroon means shrimp damn it <laughs> so i'm down with africans to, you know i'm down with africans being africans okay and reclaiming and reclaiming and recapturing their history their culture their names their traditions mm-hmm. everything that european has brought has been destructive everything that the european does so 
you know, uh, there, there's no doubt about it that the Europeans behind the fact of what Nigeria has done, because of course there's a lot of graft and 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 a, and, and a lot of corruption uh, happening in many of these countries. I just can't signal out Nigeria, but in many of these countries that has to mm-hmm. be eliminated, that the young people must rise up, challenge uh, the 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 leadership that is currently there that hasn't done a damn thing. You know, and, and, and to get them out, get them mm-hmm. out, put in some progressive leadership. In fact, progressive leadership, as far as I'm concerned for Africa, is one that recognizes that we must come together to form an African union. We must exactly. form an African independent African mm-hmm. states. That's yeah, progressive exactly. leadership. For me, as far as I'm concerned, if anybody wants to maintain boundaries and we're Nigeria, well, we don't want to go along with that because we don't agree. No. Any and everything that any Caucasians, any Europeans have said, because it's ridiculous that today, still, how many countries are deeply influenced by France? How many countries are still, I mean, when you read about the things that are happening, it, it just, it angers me. When you read about Indians still trying to gain a foothold in Uganda, trying to retake Uganda, when you read about Koreans and others, you have somebody, you have some of these folks saying, I'm African. They're Korean, but no, I'm African. I have an African passport. I'm Af- you, there ain't no damn Africans that could go to Korea, South or North or anywhere else, and say, I'm Korean. And be accepted. Mm-hmm. This is a this is this this is madness. Let's end this shit and let's reclaim and recapture our land, our resources, and be able to deal on a world level at fair market value. Except ex- instead of being exploited, well, you know, um, I often talk, Mama Nabantu, about our listeners going to YouTube and and putting in um, Howard Nicholas. Howard Nicholas is the Caucasian who talks about how important it is for Africa to remain poor, how important mm-hmm. it is for Africa to remain divided so Europeans and others can manipulate and take Africa's wealth. We want those resources at a very cheap level, as he says. You know, he's so arrogant. I just want to go through the, through the system and just beat the shit out of him. He's so arrogant, you know, but the, but the, as arrogant as he is, the, 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 the reality is that's what's happening. That is what's happening. And that dynamic Mm -hmm. must change. And the only way Mm -hmm. that can change is that the Pan-African Federalist Movement, along with governments, have agreed to work together for one Africa. The only, it's the only way. Right, and we need to collaborate with other Pan-African groups as well. Um, um, former Ambassador uh, Arikana, I can't think of the last yeah, name. Yeah, Arikana Chichambokwa. Yeah, right. Arikana Chichambokwa. Um, mm-hmm. She is working dil- diligently with um, people to the African diaspora and the continental mm-hmm. Africans. And her goal is to get... Um, both in uh, the diaspora to come back or come to um, various countries in Africa and yes. using their skills to build 
the country back. Yes. Up. So that that's one thing. And, they, and she has a following, a huge following. Yes, I she mean, does. Uh, there's like 400 people that will come on a call, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so then there's other groups as well. So talking about One Africa, and it seems to me at some point, uh, there needs to be uh, some kind of collaboration with all these Pan-African groups that are talking about One Africa, and we get on the same page. I say, I agree. And that's what bothered me about, I'm going to the State of the Black World Conference in Baltimore. I, in, I am too. So I'll see, I'll you, see there. you there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going and I'm going, I know we're both going for the same reason, because uh, mm-hmm. the State of the Black World well, Conference... Ron Daniels sure and this thing. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mama Nabantu. I apologize. I, I'm not sure we're going for the same reason, but go ahead. Well, well, I'm going to interject why we don't have one Africa. You know why okay. you keep talking about America and, and, and all this stuff and and uh, embracing that because they've had many State of the Black World conferences. I think I've been to two or three of them previous, and it's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's the same mm-hmm. people. Even though this year they have the sister from the Caribbean, I believe, who will be making a presentation, and they have the president of Ghana who will be making a presentation. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, I have some issues with the president of Ghana. Okay. Um, on the one hand, he talks a good talk about, you know, we need to come together. And then on the other hand, you know, he's allowing the United States to bring troops there. Yeah. And that those troops, uh, if they kill anybody on the country, they have instant immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do not have to go uh, do anything if they kill somebody, mm-hmm. anybody on, on, in, the, uh, in Ghana. And so um, how does he allow that to happen? And at the same time, you know, he's trying to, talk to talk about uniting Africa. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Exactly. He's like talking out the side of his neck. You know, I, you know, of course, the biggest military base, as far as my memory is concerned, is in Ghana. The biggest mm-hmm. military base. But there are tons of military bases on the continent all of over. Africa. Yeah. All over Africa. See, these are the things that need to be dealt with. These are the things that need to be corrected. We must get all foreigners out of Africa. I know some could argue, well, that's impossible. You can't do it. Hell, China did it. China did it. China said, everybody out. And and if Mm -hmm. your ass don't like what we're about to present, your ass should be out too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to me, That's the bottom line. Everybody out because we need to change this. We need a, a, a cadre of leadership and those individuals who are willing to work with that leadership at a local level, regional level, nas- international level, or continent-wide level because that's what we're talking about, continent-wide. Africa. And, it's, and that includes Madagascar, y'all. <laughs> it's all of us. All of us at a, you know, well, the question to me is whether or not um, we have the same military force that Japan had. I mean, not Japan, but China, China had. had. Right, that's true. And, and, and because take, uh, uh, it's going to take some resistance. It's going to take a fight. For yeah. It. I can that um, 
this is not going to be no easy negotiation. I don't see that happening. Even, you know, I think there's some division among the Pan-African fellows movement as to whether it's going to be a force or it's going to be a negotiation. I don't think it's going to be a negotiation unless we get all these young people up rising. And I think that's, that's, that, that's the key to that. Cause, right. It, it, you know, because really the bottom line is we must not fight each other. We must come exactly. together realizing that our salvation, our continuance as a people, let alone as, a, as, as an international entity, as a people and a culture, relies on our unity, relies on us coming together. We shouldn't be fighting. You know, the reason why, the reason why we have been manipulated after so many countries, quote, gained independence, which was quasi, there was no real independence, they were neo-colonialists. Yeah, they're into colonialism, but they brought in a person or groomed a person or educated a person in London or in France or in the United States to run that country and to be supportive of those outside entities at the expense exactly. of the people. Mm-hmm. Right. What I'd like to do is um, take a, a, a piece out of um, Sam Collins who wrote a piece on what is federalism, okay. and it speaks to what we're talking about. And it talks about federalism as a system of government under which states and provinces share power with a central power, as outlined in the Constitution. Through federalism, both the central and smaller go- governments act through the will of the people, the officials. Federalism also limits the abuse of leaders of independent nation, nations by tying them to the goals of the collective rather than outside actors, meaning those entities that's been causing the problems we have on the continent as of today. So how we get them out of the way, um, by force or riling up the youth that are there and saying, pushing these leaders aside, that we're going to take the lead. Well, and, and I think that can happen because, you know, once the young people realize that this leadership provides them no hope, this, this leadership right. provides them no uh, security, no educational perspectives, no jobs, no nothing. This leadership is about themselves and siphoning off money and, 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 and doing for them. So my contention is, is that once the young people understand that this is the way that the future of Africa has to go, you know, and, and, and that with those countries that are on that brink, we're calling for an election right now. We're calling mm-hmm. for an open, honest election right now. What do the people want? Not what this government that is in control right now want. What do the people of Namibia, the people of Sierra Leone, the people of whatever want right now? Right. You know? Yeah. I would like to suggest that you invite um, Dr. Uwa Osamiri so she can tell you what's happening in Nigeria in terms of what the youth are doing and the the politics behind the the previous uh, the recent election, uh, she can, that's where I got that information okay. from because she's from well, there. Okay, well, and, that, set that up for me, okay? I certainly will. Good, because I will. want that. Because I mean, you know, there are programs. I, I I consider this program. This program is about independence, self determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. 
I don't talk about the bullshit politics, the local politics, all this other stuff. People may ask, we talk about it, but the bottom line is this is about the emergence of Africa as a independent African nation, an independent African continent, you know, and, and for all those who are in the diaspora and whatever you suffer from, you come home. If you got abilities, if you got marketable skills, you come home and you share them. You come home to help educate them. We're talking about Africa needs infrastructure. Africa needs roads. Africa needs highways, ports, and so forth. Africa needs hospitals and schools and so forth. Africa needs a way to, uh, 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 to, to help with the, the natural resources that Africa has, but also the animals, the foreign flora, all of those things need to be done in a way that everything is cared for and protected on the continent. That's what has, that's and, what has to happen. But the sad thing is that China is doing that. Yeah. And the leaders uh, and presently there are buying into China, uh, aligned with China. And there's a lot of Pan-Africans thinking that we should align with China. But if they understood what the real destiny and goal of China is, right. and that right. is to take over Africa, exactly. period. When you, I mean, you know, they, they, they talked about putting 300 million. China has over a billion people. They're talking about putting 300 million Chinese in Africa. 300 right, million. So they, they don't have enough land to keep those uh, uh, those people who have been born right there in China. They, they, they're they running out of space. They're running out of land. Right. So they see Africa is to go. Yeah, because they don't have good land there. It's mountain. It's not yeah. good. It's not good. Africa has everything. Africa mm-hmm. has everything that we need as a people. Africa has it. Africa has it. It has all of the resources. Africa has it. And yet, I ass want to run to Europe, want to run to the States. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've been trained to hate Africa. We've been trained to hate ourselves, trained to hate our leadership. We, we're willing to give this all up to go live in France and go live in the UK, go live in the States. Right. So, so that's why, that's why the Pan-African Federalist Movement and other movements that talk about the importance of Africa and, 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 and the future of, of Africa you know, but like, but just like you said, when you look at the Chinese, the Koreans, the Arabs, the, the Caucasians, all of them, all of them are trying to have a serious stake on the continent of Africa, and they don't want to do. Sh- they, they they don't want to pay for it. They just want to hold. They just want the resources, just like uh, Howard Nicholas. For free or very low cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to also say that some of the um, goals that the PFF, PAFM is working toward, and that is um, we are trying to have our first Congress in December um, of this year. How is that uh, coming? Ever- al- how is that coming along? Um, it looks like we're going to have to move it a little bit because. Um, to correlate and to pull together all the uh, different LCCs or local coordinating committees here in North America and Canada 
was taking more time, I think, than what was anticipated. So um, they're going to have an assembly, I believe, of the uh, the present members and those who want to join TFM. Uh, it'll be more of an assembly. It won't be a Congress. You know, the Congress is about bringing those countries uh, together about how much uh, sovereignty they're willing to give up. We want them to give up at least 70% to become part of the United African States. And so there's going to be some discussions about uh, how we're going about doing that. So um, I don't know. I think that I suspect that probably the Congress, the next Congress won't happen until 2020. Is that 21? 21? I'm sorry, Mama Nabonte, you broke up on me. Yeah, I'm hearing the breakup. Okay. Is that any better? That's great. Okay. Um, I, I, my prediction is that it probably won't happen until 2024. Oh, next there's year. There's a lot of organization that needs mm-hmm. to take place right here mm-hmm. where I am the local coordinator for Metro Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking about changing our focus to study groups because a lot of people just don't know what TAFM is. I mean, it okay. needs to be on the the tongue of people, the tongue. We, mm-hmm. we just don't have enough people talking about it. Right. So we're going to have to do a lot of work. Um, you know, that's how the Republic of New Africa did it, the, the Panthers. We had study sessions where mm-hmm. we talked about, and we had books that we read so we could understand um, what we're talking about and where we're moving to. Books that need to be read and mm-hmm. analyzed. Yeah. None of that is happening. Right. We just looking at trying to get a lot of people to join, but you got to know what you're joining. Right, you got to know what you're joining exactly, and where you fit in. Mm-hmm. So we got to clarify that. We have to be very clear what we mean by the Pan African Federalist Movement. You know, understanding mm-hmm. what federalism means mm-hmm. and what we mean by Afri- Pan Africanism, because you know mm-hmm. they and the Pan African Federalist Movement a distinction between who was a Pan Africanist and who was a Pan African Federalist. Right. Uh, the I, between. I know that um, one of the books I read on uh, African federalism was Shikanta's Job, Job's book toward the federalist, you know, African federalist states, you know, and mm-hmm. that helped me tremendously in terms of looking at Africa, you know, as one, you know, mm-hmm. Job was clear on it. All the great leaders of Africa were clear on it, starting with mm-hmm. Kwame Nkrumah. You know, mm-hmm. and many that followed are clear that it's not about Ghana, it's not about Nigeria, it's not about mm-hmm. whatever. It's about Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, all the tribalism, all the mysticism, all the all these divisions, all these things have to be kicked to the curb. We are one African people, and mm-hmm. and if we and if we operated in that fashion, imagine how powerful we will be. That's why those outside of us have always try their best to continue with this manipulation, continue these divisions, all these factions and fractions, you know, because by doing so, they can get a little piece of this, that, and the other. Right. So, you know, so a lot of history has to be taught uh, mm-hmm. uh, that has led us up to this point where we need the PASM. And understanding, like the video I sent you, it might be uh, scary for some folks, but giving them um, idea of bottom-up movement and how that works and how it, giving them examples of how it's worked in the past to give them, you know, 
some kind of impetus to want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should be about, wanting to make it happen. You know? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Yeah. We were speaking over Delhi uh, a little while ago, and mm-hmm. then one of them got his chair. You got his jacket, I got his chair. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yes, right on. <laughs> And I um, also wanted to add that uh, I don't know if you've been to the Legacy Museum from Enslavement to Mass Incarceration in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, when you leave, when you finish the tour of that mm-hmm. museum, the last thing you hear is Billy Holiday. Oh, Strange Fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had to. You know, there was a number of songs I could have played, but I felt that was more important because how this society tried to, you know, get, I mean, threatened to imprison her if she sung that song, you know, mm-hmm. because why? They don't want to deal with the truth that they have, the things that they have done, you know. They want to put, mm-hmm. just like uh, even to very, even today when they talk about, we you know, we don't want critical race theory. We want you to, um, you know, not make little black children feel bad. You know, it's got a little noise here. You know, so, but uh, I think we got a number of people want to chime in, Mama Nabantu. Let's let's take a call, okay? Uh, those who are in the queue right now, I put you um, on mute. If you want to unmute yourself, hit star twice. Hit star twice, and you can have a conversation with Mama Nabantu, and you're on uh, African perspectives, and we're talking about the Pan African Federalist Movement. She's the chair, so hit star twice, okay, or dial 215-490-9832, The 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 piece that Mama Nabantu sent me um, was a TikTok piece, but I think it's very pre- very relevant and a very good piece. I want to play, I want to play some of that, okay? Since we got this, I want to play that. It's a, it's a dynamic piece. I thank you for that. So let me. Oh, man. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, Africa is not poor. You don't go to a poor continent to make money. Africa is, in fact, the richest continent on the globe. Why haven't African leaders tried to make use of their resources? You might ask. They did. And every time they met the same fate. Death. Some under mysterious circumstances like Magufuli and MKO Abiola, who coincidentally both had a heart attack moments after plans to industrialize Tanzania and Nigeria's gold and oil reserves. U.S. Ambassador Susan Rice served MKO a cup of tea, which many people believe was the cause of his death. Other leaders have been killed directly by the orders of multinational corporations, like Ken Sarawiwa being hung by Shell. Or how about the first democratically elected leader of the Congo, Lumumba, being executed in a coup propped by Belgium and CIA on the orders of Union Minery? Congo is in fact the richest country on the planet yet has the number two poorest citizens. After they dismembered Lumumba's body, the CIA plant dictator Mobutu took control of Congo for 30 years. Similar cases can be found across the entire continent of Africa and the entire global south. Latin America and Africa are still under hostage from these corporations. 
they have killed everyone who's gotten in their way, including but not limited to Dag Hammarskjöld. The UN Secretary General, his plane was shot down in attempts to liberate the Congo from exploitation. JFK, being close friends with Dog and Lumumba, JFK was furious with Devlin and the CIA for their role in their demise, and planned to scatter the CIA into a thousand pieces. Weeks later, he was dead under mysterious circumstance. His death has a lot of similarity with a leader from Sweden, Olaf Palm. He wanted to continue Dag's legacy and help Africa and Latin America be free from the global elite. Sadly, he met the same fate. When looking at these deaths individually, it may look like coincidence. Yet when you have the full picture, it all makes sense. A full list of the activists, leaders, journalists, and authors who have been killed can be found on the website theblackoutstrike.com. Join the strike and help Africa and the global south free themselves from the elite ruling class. The Blackout Strike family. Go check it out, blackoutstrike.com. You know, when you look at... I've never and will never put anything past Caucasians what they're willing to do to maintain their positions of dominance and control. Oh, we got a caller at 443-443. Good afternoon. Baba Oji. Hey. Brother Irv again. Brother Irv calling from, yeah, I just... ca- calling from the Gambia. <laughs> calling from the Gambia, brother, the motherland. That's right. <laughs> Brother, we we went to Kuta Kente Island uh, yesterday, which was interesting. Uh, they renamed it. It was called uh, James Island. They renamed it the Kuta Kente Island and met some of his and uh, Alex Haley's ancestors, supposedly. And uh, it was interesting. It was very interesting to go to the slave dungeons where you saw where you actually touched the walls, uh, where our ancestors touched the walls and, and and were there. And we went to a place in Senegal called. The door of no return, right? Which was very interesting, Baba Oshi, and that had uh, and it had a place in there where you could do libations, which I did. Mm-hmm. But the door of no return was just powerful. You yeah. could look out and see the ocean, which is the shortest route to the Americas. But that was just powerful, and it was powerful because when you touch those walls and just close your eyes for one second, you can feel the vibration of your ancestors. You really can. And I'm not lying. I don't have to say this. I ain't promoting anything. I'm just telling you that that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. And it was just powerful. And the, 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 the Bible that was given the, the, the little speech to tell you about the place, showing you where they raped the women and where they kept the children and, and where they took the dead people out and threw them in, threw them into the water, you know, because they were no longer useful. The strong, the strong Africans were the ones that made it to the to the Americas. Mm-hmm. The weak Africans were were bait. Uh, it was interesting, man, and and I saw white people coming there to see this. Sure. And I said, why are they here? And they said, the one got tour guide told me that they tell you that it's all a lie, that they really did not. This really did not happen. In their mind, they believe some of them at least believe this didn't happen. The people wanted to, and, and, and every word, every third word is missionaries. The missionaries were first uh, to, to to civilize the people. The missionary, who are the missionaries? You know, is that the church? Yeah. The missionaries were the ones that set the foreground before the others came in. I mean, we're talking 10 million people or more 
maybe even a hundred million that died in this slave trade, this transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. Yeah. It was very interesting. Baba Oshi, it, it, it made you, I mean, I actually cried, man. I, I'm not oh, ashamed yeah. to say it. I, I cried yeah. in that because it was just, it was too painful. It was too painful. And these people are so proud. They're so, they're the scammers here. Don't get it twisted. They're trying to get money and they, mm-hmm. I haven't eaten. You ain't, you know, you ain't, you ate yesterday. <laughs> Stop playing. But they, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You got the wrong one. Yeah. But the thing is, they, they are a proud people. And we look at them as poverty stricken and ho- hopeless people. They, they don't think like that. Mm-hmm. They think they're supposed to work every day. They think they're supposed to struggle and, and make sure their children have a better way. You know, I didn't see a, a one. I saw KFC. I didn't see no McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But I saw KFC. Yeah. You yeah. know, but the thing is, Shell gas station is still here. Of course. And Shell is one of the biggest, the biggest yes. ones to rape in this country is Shell. And now yeah. they, they have a president. They had a dictator who was helping the people. Mm-hmm. And now they have a president who is raping the people. Yeah. But, you know, it's, because that's we what think we're that all about. dictators are bad. But Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. This yeah. leadership or this misleadership that is on the continent. You know, some of them have been voted in because of the manipulation that they have on the people of that particular country to be voted in and the support that they get from the CIA or the European Union or whatever, whatever. You know, the bottom line is, is that we must replace all of this with solid African leadership that is definitely there to do the bidding for African people, to raise them up from this condition. We have a young population in the world, uh, the youngest of yes. any population on the planet. Yes, here. Exactly. Yes. And that's the future. Yes. But our future is not guaranteed until we make it happen. Till we make it happen. Yes. And that's what the Pan-African Federalist Movement is about. Appreciate your call, dear brother. Continue to enjoy your day. Go ahead, Mama Nabantu. Um, There was a sister named Madame Marie Sock. I don't know if the brother heard of her being in the Gambia, who ran against 25 yeah. You know, uh, basically, and to have a woman to be president was a, was a, a no no. I mean, basically, they they basically uh, did some things to keep her from running. She lived in the United States for a while, and when she came over there, they tried to say she had to have uh, remove her citizenship from America. They couldn't do anything uh, when she filed because uh, of COVID, and there was nobody in the office, so she was unable to pursue or continue with her campaign uh, there. But she was mm-hmm. talking working for the people, basically. Um, and I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of going on in the Gambia um, with the uh, the mothers and the, the birth of babies and what have you. Um, she showed us videos mm-hmm. where mamas, six mamas sitting on one bed after having given birth. No place to lay down. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff going on there as well that needs to be corrected and, you know, um, by Gambia and Senegal and um, like in Tanzania, what you experienced in the Gambia, I experienced the same thing in Tanzania back in uh, November where um, I, was, I was seeing the dungeons and, and I didn't know about all the uh, the dungeons in East Africa. I didn't know about Zanzibar and then the slaves in Bagamoyo where uh, they were um, actually put under uh, churches. I mean, there was like hollow um, dungeons underneath the church that they built where they kept these um, enslaved people. So we got a lot of work to do. 
and uh, um, I haven't had a chance to go to the Gambia. Hopefully, one day I will. I say, yep. Sister, I hope you. I hope you do get here. Uh, this for your own to see it through your own eyes and to see it through the lens that you live in. Because it, it, when you come here, everyone sees something different. Everyone see you see the poverty, but you see it in in the way that your life has led you to be where you are. In other words, I I don't see it as a helpless people. I see it as a as a as a young people. I see it as a proud. I see them as a proud people. Uh, if you could see some of these pictures that I've taken of these women, they're walking in dirt and their clothes are pristine. Why would you put on a matching top and back and bottom and top? And you're walking down a dirt road with a with a jug on the top of your head because you are a proud woman and you know who you are. And once you have knowledge of self, no one can fight you. We should be gone. We should be gone according to these Caucasians. But we're not because we are people who know we have knowledge of self. We know where we come from and why we're here. You know, and there are many religions here, many religions that look I just saw them beating this guy dressed up like Jesus walking down the street today because I think it's Ash Wednesday, Sunday, Monday, one of them, yes. one of them Christian holidays, yeah. uh, Catholics, and they were beating this guy. They were reenacting right. the whole Jesus right. uh, Good story. Friday. Yeah. And, Good Friday. And they're so, better. Yeah. I mean, these people are coming out of dirt huts and worshiping this religion. They're work- and if the Pope walked down the street right now, they'd fall on the ground and kiss his hand because yes. they are better they're better. Anything we do, we're the best at it. If I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to be the best Christian. If I'm going to be a, a Muslim, I'm going to be the best Muslim. They got Ramadan, they got Passover and Easter all happening at the same time. That's right. Okay. That's so right. They, they religioned out and they're still living like they're living. Mm-hmm. And these people are still worshiping the dollar over here. Mm-hmm. They're worshiping the dollar. And that capitalism, man, supersedes everything, which is amazing to me because I'm older now and I think different ab- about money. I don't money don't make me. I make I, I can make money if that's what I choose to do. But I would rather help someone because you know, as I know, Baba Oshi, the, the, the to judge a man's character is what have you done for someone other than yourself today? Have you said Have you said the good news? Have you speak, spoke to him and said something to help him, or have you helped yourself? Because I took care of Irvin today, but I'm trying to help someone else, and that's what I think my purpose in life is. I Baba Oshie, thank you for letting oh, me speak. Right on, brother. I appreciate that. I say. Yeah, Mama Nabantu, we only got a few more minutes, and I just really want to make sure that everything that you wanted to talk about, uh, about the Pan-African Federalist Movement, what's coming up, and also, to the the issues that are affecting the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Like I said, this Brexit is going to be a serious issue. Um, the issue of many countries uh, on the continent. There are 54 countries on the continent, you know, and many of those countries, uh, they they don't want the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Am I correct? Yeah, some of them want to keep their leadership, and they see that as a challenge to their continue to be in the neocolonialist uh, way of dealing with their own countries. Mm-hmm. They like that. You know, they're making the money and they're giving it to their families. And the people are left out on the street, yeah. left out getting anything. But I, I would like to leave you with our, our new uh, website. And okay. um, that's www.pasm-northamerica.org. 
that's P-A-F-M hyphen North America dot org. P-A-F-M hyphen North America. North America, one word. Okay, okay. No space between North America. Okay. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Okay. And uh, those of us who are in the Atlanta area, we meet every second Saturday, and we have a meeting coming up tomorrow. So um, that uh, I'm not sure how to get that information out unless I just give it to you and you can share. Yeah. It. Oh, always, always. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm willing to do whatever I can uh, to spread that word and to, you know, have people come on the program who are members of the Pan African Federalist Movement and what they feel and how they want to get others involved and so forth and so on. Whatever it, it has to take, whatever it's going to take to make that happen, because to me it is the direction that we must go as a people. If 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 it, it is like the model of this program, the local the model, the motto of this program, Pan Africanism or perish, unify or die. And that's real. This is not no just no damn slogan. It's Pan Africanism or we will perish as a people is unifying or we will die. And that's what it is. And it's, and it ain't something that happens in the future. It happens right now. It happens right now, every moment, you know, and a lot of times we think, well, okay, that, you know, we'll continue to ride this old horse right here, here in America. No, to hell with this, jump off this and jump on the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Let's get this party started. Let's go. Time is of the essence. You, you're not guaranteed anything. And when you look at how evil the people who run this are should tell you, just go. Yeah. So anything else, Mama Nabantu? I just want to thank you for allowing us to be here every first Friday of each month. Uh, really a way to get people to know about what Pan African Festival is all about and also get people to join us in this fight. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's my honor. It's, it's something that I believe in, you know, and uh, it must happen. It, it is not sometimes in the future. No, it's it's about now. It's right now. You know, we've wasted so much time you know, and they've killed leaders who talked about, you know, uh, Africa uniting. They got rid of them because that didn't want to happen. And unfortunately, scared, frightened leadership came into the fold who were well paid and who whose uh, monies and resources were also given to their families who were well paid at the expense of the people. This, this can no longer happen. It needs to be exposed. They need to be exposed. They need to just leave. And and and, and to me, if you leave, leave all the resources that you don't, you don't take nothing. You don't take no money. You don't take nothing. Just like Mobutu Seki Seko. You know, when he left, uh, I was going to say Zaire, but the Congo, you know, and, and how he pilfered. I mean, this is sad. It really is. It's sad. It is. So, all right, Mama Nabanti, you take care. You bless well, me, you. Yes. I'm going to give you, uh, I can give you the ID for tomorrow's meeting. Okay. And the passport. Um, the ID is 874 
6876, and the password is 732354. And I'll repeat it again. The meeting ID on Zoom is 874-0612-6876, and the password is 732354. All right. I have it. I have it. Thank you. No, thank you. All right. And what time is that tomorrow? 6.30 in the evening. 6.30 tomorrow evening, family. 6.30 tomorrow evening. You have the ID 874-0612-6876. You have the ID. You have the password 732-354. 732-354. All right, family. Thank you, Mama Nabantu. Bless you. Yeah. All right. Thank peace. You. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants think they can't do it out, and they sure in the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day and a great weekend. Shem Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier. Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Have a safe and wonderful weekend, family. See you on Monday. Peace. Peace.